0: I'm the Astrology Zodiac Signs I mean, what kind of sign are you? you, you. Now I'm the Astrology, I combo rap mime What? You trying to talk to me or something? <laughs> the Abstract Athlete Podcast, where art and sports collide. Astrology, us We went from Astrology... Welcome everyone! Thank you for listening to The abstract athlete podcast visit our website theabstractathlete.com, or begin for our percy king collaborative stack puzzle art kits also listen to the other podcasts on the abstract athlete network the abstract doctors podcast and the abstract veterans podcast remember if you have any questions or comments please send it to info at the abstract athlete.com cannot tell you how excited i am about this podcast today as i get to speak with artists Entrepreneur and former UVA and Detroit Lion wide receiver great, and in this man's opinion, a Hall of Famer Herman Moore. Make sure to follow Herman on Instagram at Herman 84 and on Twitter at H Man 84, and stop by his website Team 84 LLC. Dot com and check out all the amazing things that he is doing Want to also thank our mutual friend Taylor Bell for the connection Chrissy Zavakar for helping set all of this up And a special thanks to my buddy Maurice from the band Photosynthesizers For providing music for today's episode Let's welcome Herman Moore Allogy, I'm sorry Can you forgive me?
1: Hey, how's it going? So, Ron, I'm
0: doing awesome. How are you? Good to see you again.
1: Uh, you as well. Um, is my uh, sound and everything okay?
0: Everything's awesome. Yep. That's it. I'm trying to look at your shirt.
1: Oh, this is uh, our new logo that nice. we created. Uh, you know, let me uh, straighten this. Hold on. Yeah. Okay. It's um, a logo I came up with and then trademark, Um I created D marks that fit all of the teams. Yeah. So my version of the Pistons, a lion, red wing <laughs> nice. and, and the others. So it's just one, it's one fan, uh, for sports, right. Yep. And, and so one city, so if we don't, everybody's got their own thing, but I'm trying to unite them, but Family. bring it. To yeah, wherever I'm going and, and it rolls is that together. Through,
0: is that through the team 84? I started recording, by the way, just so you know, okay. Um, is that through the team 84 stuff then? Yeah, this is through okay. our
1: Team Eighty Four. Yep. this nice. is through our creative uh, part, and then also we have another company called Stack Brands. Yeah, and Stack Brand is another one that handles a lot of yep. our creative. Yep.
0: Well, I know we got a short amount of time. <laughs> I know you got to get out the door, <laughs> but uh, thank you for doing this, man. And uh, like we were kind of connected through a mutual friend that you grew up with in Danville, Virginia. The amazing Taylor Bell. She says hello, by the way. Um, <laughs> and you know, like I, I definitely want to chat a little bit about, like, obviously people know you as an incredible athlete, a football player, but you also grew up playing... Uh, basketball and we're a track star as well. But I've read something that I've, I found really interesting and it's amazing because I think, what are you, 6'4"? Is that correct?
1: Yeah. Um, six, well, I, I used to be 6'5". I've I, I shrank a little bit over my years. So <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm a solid 6'4".
0: <laughs> but I read something that it said like uh, there was something when you were playing peewee football that you were like the smallest kid growing up and then you got really frustrated, but your mom like told you to really stick it out and stuff. Like, I'm curious, like, as as an athlete like those those kind of m- moments where people like inspire you to do to be great like that seemed like it was a turning point but then also to like follow on that it's like i don't think most people realize that you are an artist a creative person you you I think Taylor told me you got scholarship offers, art scholarship offers, which again, like, that's one of the reasons why I'm interested in talking to you because of this relationship to the physical and the creative, how it benefits us as humans and and all that stuff. But like, you know, go for it. I like, I love that story about your mom though.
1: <laughs> yep. No, no, I appreciate it. So to, to go back on that part, I was a smallest kid. I started playing, um, little league or pop warner football when i was six years old my number was 60 and i tell people this story because i was small i hadn't grown into the six four six five frame that i eventually had going to college and had this spurt when i was from 11th grade to 12th grade so all the kids were bigger it was intimidating i'd never played contact sports and uh you know going out and doing that um it, it made me have a moment of pause at an early age and we all hit crossroads and we all hit areas in our lives where we have to make a decision uh go no go or um to stick things out and for me I I was that was the first time I said mom I don't want to play anymore and I want to quit and she told me that I'm not allowed to quit because you never get to places that you're destined to be if you do that uh let them run their course and and that was a lesson for me to just really stick through everything don't don't turn away anything uh you know as long as it's legal <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like uh you you take you you expand you explore you explore what is it that that really is poured into you what is the anatomy what is your fabric as a person uh, and it's not just sports for me it's not just the the barriers the walls I can see growing up in a housing projects it's more of saying here are these these things that I get exposed to and it wasn't until uh, later in school that a, a teacher exposed me uh, to art and when she did that I. Used to sh- scribble all day. I used to be Calvin and Hobbes. You know, I'm the guy that goes off and and my mind floats, and all of a sudden I'm I'm all these different characters. I was I was drawing Marvel comics. I was drawing DC comics, and 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 just little characters. And then a the teacher noticed my work, even though it was a distraction, and said, "Listen, I think this is a great opportunity for you to really hone your craft of art." And she started teaching me about art. She started teaching me about the different disciplines of art. And um, the different mediums that you can work with, the different surfaces and canvases, and all these things. I thought the only thing I had was loosely paper and a, and a pen, and <laughs> or 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 a pencil. And once I started to get into that, that and understanding chalk, um, watercolor, acrylic, oil, um, pen and ink, and all these things, and then studying the different artists, it became um, something I stuck with all the way through my high school years. And yeah, definitely, as Taylor had mentioned, our our close friend out of Danville. Uh, I I got offered to some small community schools and some art programs to go on with art, but I chose sports yeah. uh, as my vehicle.
0: But you, I mean, I think today you still have that creative endeavor. Obviously, the the sweatshirt, the hoodie you're wearing, and and what you're doing with Team Eighty Four, because it's you're fostering like you're an entrepreneur, like you're fostering other companies, but you're also like there is that creative aspect of being out there and doing different things like that. So that has to be like really cool for you to almost see it come full circle in some weird way.
1: It has been because there is something that is refreshing and, and really from even, you know, we didn't talk as much about mental health. We didn't talk about as much about uh, the calm that comes with creativity. And I really didn't realize I was escaping and not necessarily from anything, but going into a place of passion uh, in art. And it allowed me to really, it had no boundaries. It had no limitations. And I could I was free to explore without there having to be wins and losses. Uh, I didn't have to worry about being uh, criticized uh, in any form or fashion, because every artist is unique to, to themselves and, and to what their work is and what their passion is. and And if you're a true artist, you do it really for yourself and then you share. Yep. Uh, with others, so it's not for everyone, uh, but it is for someone, and um, that's really what what happened in that space, and it it ultimately led me to seeing that I could be diverse. I didn't just have to be an athlete, and that really uh, that that the world is that big and it is that bright if you allow it to be.
0: Well, I, I love the way that you said that, like, it, like you do it for yourself, but you share like, that's a, that's a perfect way to say that because you have to do that. You know, you have to explore and examine yourself and whatever that means. Like I'm, I'm an abstract painter, but it comes from me driving out West and seeing the Western landscapes. And like, did you, did you end up taking any art classes while you were at Virginia or is, because I think one of the, like, I was a student athlete and I, understand like just how difficult it is because art is so consuming. Did you end up doing any of that or was it just kind of shelved for for that time?
1: I did. And if you, you would say that to someone, Hey, I went to the university of Virginia and I took art classes or I took classes um, uh, learning how to, to, to speak and do public speaking. Those are things that become have became um, really important to my long-term career after football and even in some endeavors, I did during football in terms of creative. So art gave me really the foundation of understanding um color, understanding expression, understanding uh, the psychological effects of lines and things of that I mean, art is very deep, and there is a science to it, uh just like anything else. So I think that's why I gravitated towards it. And that's why I push uh, any and I nurture like my son, he's an artist. He goes to a school here in Detroit called the College of Creative Studies. He also took, um, a couple semesters out at uh, VCU in Richmond, Virginia, That's where I'm which, is, which is <laughs> you know, it's one of the top, if not the top art school in the country. And and so these two schools that he's been at are, are not they're not, in, you know, cheap schools uh, and they're very deep in terms of what their respectability is in that field. And the students and, and, and getting in, you know, you don't just walk in. You got to submit portfolios. You got to be accepted into these these prestigious schools uh, of those programs. So at University of Virginia, when I took it as my first year, it it some people may say, oh, you take art because it helps you get a, an easy A. It's not. We had to understand perspective. We had to draw buildings. You have to do pictures and you have to do portraits and and, and all these things. And as you mentioned, there's still the history of understanding art. Yeah. Uh, so I had to take art uh, history. Uh, as part of that uh, curriculum. and uh, so it's it's not easy as <laughs> as most people people may think, and it does provide, I think a a foundation and a core as a person to be very expressive and have an appreciation for a lot of things that you may see that have lines that have curves that have color when someone gives you a marketing packet or someone gives you some things it's just it just sparks a whole different type of um, triggering your brain, then most people would just go, Oh, it's just another piece of junk mail.
0: It promotes criticality and understanding and dialogue, like, like all those things that you're, that you're talking about, which I think are important, not just for an athlete, not just, for, it's important for a human to be out yeah. able to like exist in the world. Like, I, I mean, again, I think, I, you know, I, I think I told you last time we we spoke, I started a class or classes at VCU called Art and Athletics because I want not just artists to be exposed to critical thinking and and looking, for lack of a better way to say it, at the world. And, you know, you mentioned that mental health aspect, because that's one of the big things that we do with, with, with the abstract athlete is like physical exercise is great for our mental health. Creative exercise is great for our mental health. So if you're doing these things daily and understanding like as an athlete, we're disciplined, but as creative people, we do this stuff. But if you can somehow merge the two, it's just, it it works beautifully. It, know, it
1: does. You know, and even when you you had mentioned earlier that, you know, the fact that you're in uh, doing uh, abstract art. You know, Salvador Dali was uh, the one that I I have so many of his books. I have so many of his, um, you know, understanding his life story, as well as other artists. But he in particular, and Georgia O'Keefe yep. and her skulls and things of that nature. So those are probably the two that I really paid a lot of attention to that gave me a lot of um, thought process. And that's how even you mentioned this shirt. I'm an athlete, and I said, okay, how do I take that passion I have as an athlete, and then the fact that I love artwork, and now there's I love working in digital space. Yeah. I still do some hand drawings because I have to concept it out, whether it's on an iPad or whether it's it's on a piece of paper, and then I take that into different, uh, you know, digital is just another medium for me. Yep. And 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 then I say, okay, to make it to where I can share it or create my own canvases and artwork and those things. So there's a lot of different pieces I'm actually working on. Right now, that are limited edition uh, art pieces, they're expression um pieces from that depict my my playing days, but allows me to bring that artwork. And it's actually a release for me yep. because I'm bringing out the fun parts of of memories that are moments in time, uh, whether what I think of a team that I played against to uh, bringing in teammates, and we're having a moment that kind of shows how we interacted and our character and our personality comes out um on this canvas. Yep. It's beautiful. I mean, it, I'll show you this one other thing, real cool cool, right? So we were talking about that. And so I have I created this thing called collectible beans. Oh, that's awesome. And <laughs> and in there I created these coffee bean bags. That's awesome. <laughs> and, and and I love trading cards and I love the artwork, the layout, the design. And again, how do I take a passion and turn it into something that is sustainable, that is passionate, that allows me the ability to uh, create commerce or business or providing, but doing it every day feels like I'm at the playground, like people like to say. So those collectible bean bags, I took trading cards, I love coffee, I said, let me mix them together, came up and trademarked collectible beans, and now I put pictures of former players and, and get licenses. And then I creatively turn that into an artwork because to me, know what the art bag is? The uh, coffee bag, it's a canvas.
0: Yeah, 100%.
1: That's all And, it it's, is. and
0: it's limited edition. Like that's the beat. Like yeah. it's great.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And then art is, is what we've learned is the value of it is, is to the person. Yep. Uh, everyone's going to value it differently. It means nothing to someone. It may mean millions to someone else. Yep. I mean, it is that drastic of a, of a, of a, of a swing. Uh, but yeah, I love it. I love what you've done with the the athletes, because there's so many talented athletes uh, that are artists uh, that are 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 looking to have that release. And how do they take what's in their mind and put it out into a, a visible space other than in words?
0: And I think it's also I always say this. It's like people like you that when people find out that you're an artist, it gives people permission to be creative. Like, you know, I, I, like we work with Tony Mandrich, who you probably remember, huge guy, like an amazing photographer. And to me, it's like, you know, he's a 300 pound dude, like huge. And he makes these beautiful photographs. And it's like, when somebody sees him and like, well, he's a football player, then they see his photographs. And it's like, it just kind of like allows them to go, Oh, well, if he does that, I can do that. And maybe I should, because he's doing that, You know, it means something. And I think that's really, again, like an important element to society when, because you got like professional athletes are in a box. That's what you are, that's what you're defined as. And then, like, you know, your transition out of football seemed like it was pretty smooth from what I've read and stuff because you had these other things. But a lot of guys do not, or women do not have these smooth transitions. And like, what I'm trying to show is like, we're all creative beings. It doesn't matter if it's writing music painting, what, you know, whatever you want to do, it doesn't mean you have to be a professional at it. But if you do these things, like it gives you that opportunity to like show that other side of you, even though it's, again, like we're all, we're all creative. It's, it's always funny to me. So it's, yeah, it's, but it does it like, did, did you feel like you had a pretty smooth transition out of football, like personal opinion, hall of fame, wide receiver, first of all, and, you know, to go from that that moment of like, I'm done to this, it seemed like you started Team 84 fairly quickly and you've been involved in different organizations. And I think you still like, you do a lot of like community work with cancer organizations. Um, and, and that's what I think is one of the cool things about from our conversation last time is like how community oriented you are and what I think you're doing in the Detroit area. Um, but I mean, did you feel it was a smooth transition at least from what it seems like?
1: You know what? In it, the perception will be that uh, because it's it's we're in, as you mentioned before, we're in our world. We're in a little bubble uh, to some degree, but we're very public in terms of opinion and visibility in terms of people seeing us. And when I, I started business in actually 2000, my first venture was mailbox, et cetera, who now eventually has turned into uh, the UPS store. I started with the small franchise. It was one of the fastest growing. And I didn't really I wasn't passionate about it about two years. I actually sold that to a, a local entrepreneur in our neighborhood who wanted to get into the business. I then uh, got into Cinnabon. And for those who know that brand, uh, they're they're very good cinnamon rolls, very good company. Uh, at the time, I, they, uh, I, I was their second largest partner. I owned all of the Michigan market Cinnabons and all of the Florida market Cinnabons. So if you were any of those two states, those are probably my stores <laughs> uh, from 2001 to 2006. Uh had a passion, understood that, loved it and realized I, I had a I love basically building these businesses and challenging tradition like they wanted to do it one way. And I said, hey, here's something on the ground I see that people are looking for. So that led me into my entrepreneurial world. And eventually I started Team 84 uh, after uh, in 2013, uh, I started my my Tackle Life Foundation uh, in 2016 and from there uh been in philanthropic uh, endeavors and community support since my playing days. so i've been doing that for 30 plus years in michigan and, in, and that's as you mentioned supporting everything from from cancer research and pediatric cancer to your um, salvation army or local small charities that just really need help and support and raising funds right now we're on a 24 city tour uh, I've been doing this for twenty years. We go around the state of Michigan to twenty four different locations, and we support the first responders and the uh, Fraternal Order of Police and all of our law enforcers and And we support them in their communities and help them raise funds for their communities uh, for twenty plus years. And we don't there's not a band. We don't have theme music running behind us. We do it because that's the give back, and it it gets paid forward. so to to what you were saying, there is more depth. It wasn't always smooth because not every endeavor i've been in has has worked but it goes back to age six when i'm not allowed to quit you run its course so i will go through i don't go until everything's set afire and ablaze but there have been some ventures that just did not work out right that didn't go well um i I made personal mistakes or i had people around me who made mistakes um some were financial losses some weren't some were relationship loss some were relationship gains. Uh, And you just roll with it, but you learn along the way. And that has led me to this place and time and and, and moment to where I can sit here confidently as a business person, as a man who is confident about the decisions that he makes and the things that he does to where I feel that I'm competent and I have enough to give to others um, that is valuable. Uh, without there needing to be a quid pro quo like I need something the only thing I need is for them to be available for me to share again share from what my experiences have been so that hope it hopefully it gives them an opportunity to be successful
0: absolutely now I you know I was thinking while you were talking like it has to be cool for your son for first of all because like again like you're an athlete a very talented athlete in multiple. Obviously, football is the main one, but like growing up doing different things. But also, you're creative. Like it's a, you know, like I think that's that balance of those things. And like thinking back to like, you know, when you were growing up. Like I know I met your sister last time we talked. Do you have other siblings?
1: Yep, just my sister okay. uh, from Virginia, who yep. I brought here, and now she uh, graduated University of Michigan.
0: Cool. And and so like, what was like kind of your growing up? Like, did you have was was there creativity in the house? Was there like sports in the house? Was it like, how, how was it like in in that, you know, cause I feel like personally, like I, I had both in my house in some respect, although I was an anomaly in the sports world, none of my family is athletic, but, but the creativity was always there. So it's like, I was in, in interested, like how those two things evolved.
1: Yeah. So my 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 uh, mother is very entrepreneurial uh, growing up. I saw her not only work one job in the morning, another job uh, till midnight. But then on the weekends, she would go and set up these little pop up shops That's and awesome. and put things together. She didn't have the business acumen to to you know register a business and do all these things. But it was just what people did, especially in more of the lower income neighborhoods or the housing projects. You just set up these little tables in your yard and you let people buy. So that's what that was my introduction to, to entrepreneurship and econ, not econ, but commerce. Yeah. And how do you take some things and whether it's old clothes or or trinkets or create things to sell to others that may want to buy it. And then my uncles, uh, my mom's brothers, they were uh, somewhat artists, but they they were more graffiti based, um, which is 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 a different type of art, a different type of, of, of expressionism. Uh, um, it, but nonetheless, they kind of sparked that in me. Uh, the sports, my mom got very heavily involved. She wasn't big in sports. She put me into sports, I think just to get me, you know, <laughs> out, out of the house, house. <laughs> or something else. and, 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 and it wasn't, she wasn't supporting me because I did great because I, no one really realizes this, but I didn't play much between my first time starting or in Pop Warner all the way through, uh, my JV years in high school, because I just wasn't very talented in that sense. I was athletic, but I didn't have the ability kind of coming together. I was growing and it wasn't until my 11th and 12th grade years where I really exploded in sports, but she came to every single game. She went to every single place. She never missed a track meet. She never missed a basketball game. She never missed a football game. And, um, and that's through college and professional. I could say my mother has never missed a single game. I'm blessed, blessed, blessed to have that. Uh, so Now she's my go-to when I want to know about sports. So when I'm talking about NBA finals or we're talking about who's doing what in the sports world, I call my mother. She's 75 years old. And (laughs) she will say, this is what happened. She gives me the recap. She tells me which players are hot. She was telling me about which teams were playing because I didn't know all the teams that were playing in the playoffs. And so she's giving me the rundown, who's who's winning, who's losing, who's hurt. And I'm like, this is amazing. (laughs) And then she'll switch over to a whole other sport that I'm like I did not even know you watched that sport. It's,
0: it's your own personal ESPN,
1: <laughs> right? And uh, and she's she's extremely passionate about it, and keeps um, all of my stuff, which has been great because she'll pull out these memories, and then that that sparks me to do something creative. And you talk about my son, it, you know, I started noticing that he was creative. My wife is also an artist. Uh, she and I took art classes at Virginia. She's a very good artist,
0: and she was also uh, an athlete, correct?
1: He was an athlete as well, Uh, very top, one of the top athletes in the state of Virginia in high school, uh, became, ran, uh, went to the um, NCAA championships as a uh, 800 runner and a four, uh, two mile relay runner. Um, And we've been married for over, you know, now 30 years and our kids are 30 and 29. Uh, But the, the interesting part about this is my son, he just was He he self-taught, just picked up a a pencil and he only likes drawing with pencil and he does these massive, you know, two by three foot, four foot by five pieces with pencil. And some of them have huge areas he's got to shade in or color. And the commitment has been there. And that's how he's led to creating a portfolio that ultimately led to him getting accepted to some of those those very talented art schools on his own. You know,
0: but I mean, obviously there's influence from both parents. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I, I wish,
1: but he's, he's the artist. Like if you look at his work, like I'd like to think I did okay. All right. I'm, 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 I'm probably now better at uh, coming up with creative concepts and ideas and innovation, but pure talent and creativity. He owns that in our house. He's hands down the guy. He's the one.
0: That's awesome. Come train with us. Creative and athletic training in a box filled with art and sports products, tips and techniques, recipes, and collectibles that promote mental and physical wellness. The Seasonal Artist Athlete Box is the next step to a healthier you. Stop by artistathletebox.com or theabstractathlete.com and subscribe today. The Abstract Athlete, where art and sports collide. Let me try Now, you still have relations with, with the Lions, correct? Like, obviously, like, you're still closely involved with with them in some capacity, do you, like, is it something with your, like, and the Detroit thing, obviously, with with the, again, going back to the hoodie, there's a relationship with Detroit, but is it something where, because you have such a good background in as both an athlete and and an entrepreneur and, and creativity, is it something you would want to expand through the NFL in general or other sports to, like, show them, like, kind of a pathway, does that does that make sense?
1: It, it does. So there there is a couple conversations that I would love uh, actually to even have with you, and and all the things that you the wonderful things that you've done, and the way in which you showcase and help athletes uh, who are artists not only come into that space, but also uh, give them that outlet and that platform to be able to showcase what they do, and then bringing and inviting other communities and people in the art community to come in and take a look. I, I took a different approach in that. And, and it's one and the same. and I think this is where we have some some really good uh, parallel. Uh, I've taken young students or entrepreneurs, but also just artists, whether they're athletes, whether they're not, but they're just artists. And I've tried to bridge the gap between them and the retailers who have uh, you know hundreds to thousands of locations, online presence and e-com stores for visibility. And what a lot of artists don't realize that, you can sell in, in galleries. You can go to art museums and you can put on display. You can sell private collections to, to collect you know, online and all those things. But their artwork is what really it becomes the separator for some of these more these large major brands in health and beauty, uh, in product uh, packaging uh that that are in front of millions of eyeballs. And they take that unique artwork and they purchase those portfolios from those individuals that then get turned into proprietary packaging. Now that becomes a tremendous way to get your artwork out there in mass production. So it's no different than selling uh, prints online. You're now selling artwork that becomes prints on packaging or commodities. And now it gives you that that visibility. So it's I've been doing that as as bridging my world and business with the the art and exploring that, how do you turn that into a, a portrait on the wall or a canvas? How do you turn it into pottery, um, uh, uh, home goods, and all those things? And
0: just putting it on product, like I think I don't know if it's Dasani, one of the water companies, like put a bunch of artwork on their bottles of water. And like you think about like beer companies, a lot of times put, you know, like images of artwork. So I I I think that's awesome. Like because artists do not think about that like they right. they get stuck and I don't mean it in a bad way, but they get stuck in their studios. You know, they don't think about what's beyond the four walls of their studio. And so, like having having somebody like you teach them that, like that's huge because its it's tough. It is like it's hard to get in the galleries. like not everybody can do that. So like to be able to survive as an artist in any way is just it's amazing. It's right. absolutely amazing. So, you know, we've heard
1: the term, you know, starving artists, and that's kind of that old term back in the day. I, I think that they're, they're not really starving artists. They've just gone into different spaces of, of you know, for corporate America, there's digi- digitizing, there's there's graphics, there's AI, there's, AI, there's, there's um, you know, working with uh, these different products and programs that can give them certain product placement and vectorizing artwork and all this. But then there's those who can do artwork or do photography. And it actually, the world has opened up that if they open their mind, so how do we get them to open their mind and say, hey, it's not just about the gallery. It's not just about something that needs to hang and hopefully you pop it up and people can see it. If you learn business and you learn e-comm or if you learn some other things, you now give yourself a way to not only self-promote, but sustainability, how do you now leverage social media? Uh, How do you use that as a vehicle to get, you know, to get uh, found and to have uh, engagement and to build your own audience that will then support and or buy your works when you put them out, especially in a limited edition print or you're doing. So, to your point, I'm here to help from an entrepreneurial standpoint. But the art piece I love is always going to be a part of who I am. Uh, I love creating. I love creating designs. I love working. uh, in that in that field but it helps me in my as a core in separation of giving me a point of difference in my business life yep. um so it's it's turned out to be a, a huge tool for me mentally emotionally um uh business uh so it's it's a it's a lot that i get there we need it gives to, me depth.
0: we need to get you involved in the um the nfl paf um, exi- the Smocks and Jocks exhibition that takes place during the Super Bowl. We need to do that next year. Yeah, I'm gonna get. I told you-, you I'm already in. Yeah, I'm oh, in on okay. that. I'll get. I'll and get you- uh,
1: the thing is, though, Ron, I'm asking this: is, is it possible? Is it is it okay that I use my son's artwork because I oh, want to come hard. Absolutely. I want to come. Both. I want to. I want to bring the heavy hitter in <laughs> and, and, and let him really be the one that shows what type. You move do power. both. I put,
0: I put work <laughs> in. I didn't play in the NFL. I was a damn good quarterback. I'll tell you that right now. But I actually took. I think I told you I took quarterback lessons from Art Schleister. And Rick Slager, who uh, was probably before you, he actually started quarterback in front of Joe Montana at Notre Dame for a minute. So, but no, I, it's, I, yes, we'll get your son involved for sure and get you involved. Like I think it would be cool because we're going to be hopefully working with him again uh, in Vegas next year. So we, we seem to have a really good relationship with him. Um, I do like one question. I always like to ask people and we kind of touched on it, um, but like people that are like influential to you? Like, you know, like you mentioned Dolly was influential as an artist. Obviously your mother was influential as, as a person, like, but like maybe some other people, like whether coaches that like you still, that still resonate with you, like, or even like fellow players that kind of something that they, that sticks with you, that makes you push forward a little bit.
1: No, I've been very appreciative of people at various stages of my life. And uh, my mother obviously is going to be, right there at the top of the chain uh then looking at my support that came from not only people in my neighborhood and friends i grew up with but my educators and you know we we talk about them but we talk about them as in uh they do a job and then they're supposed to do it they're supposed to teach us and do whatever but i became friends with a lot of my teachers uh not in a a a conflict way uh, so it would influence my grading or anything but they saw something in me, so they poured their time, their extra time after school into helping me explore. Uh, one was my my biology teacher who taught me to, to come in and how to have character, how to, to not have to worry about uh, being painted as what you see. You know, if you come from a low income um, location and uh, you're an athlete, you don't have to be that. You can be these other things. So she would mentor to me on that, but also how do you be of good sportsmanship and character? All these are just as important. Going to high school, then I had coaches who said, "You're ready, but you're not ready to start. You're not ready to play. You have the physical size. We're not going to give you favoritism. You got to earn your way through um, the channel and the chain." Uh, so there was an appreciation uh, for that that was earned. I was listening to something that um, uh, when people talk about, you know, if you give things to people, that is the greatest service you can do them. When they earn it, it has a long, it has a longer shelf life. It has longer sustainability. Uh, so I had that in my basketball coach, Harry Johnson, uh, Ed Martin, my 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 basketball, uh, I mean, my football coach, Tommy Hodges, my track and field coach. And they also told me about, hey, now you need to go to these, these next level, which was college. Ultimately, to get there, I needed grades. I wasn't focusing on my grades. So my educators stepped up. And 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 they said we're going to stay after school. We're going to help you with getting tutoring. We're going to help you so that you can get your grades on point, so you can qualify for this scholarship, which is going to change your life. Yep. Um, and then ultimately, you 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 have adversity that happens along the way. So it's not always about the people; it's about the stages of challenges and choices that you have to make that will ultimately set you on the right path. So you take all these ingredients, yep. right? And that's what happens. I could have been injured and I'd be on a whole different path. Yep. I could have gone on and went to a different school, different path, different people come into my life. I listen or I don't listen. That's how thin the line is, I know, you know, that people don't realize if they say I, I could do it all over again. I don't want to go do it all over again. I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> right? no, I,
0: I, uh, I love that you say that because I, I, I don't th- hindsight stuff, but I do think about that thin line a lot because like I could have played professional baseball but then I wouldn't be here and I wouldn't be doing these things that I think are m- more important in the world than me playing professional, whether I would have made it the pros or not, like is a different story. But like, I think what, I, you know, what Chris and I have started with the abstract athlete and doing what I think is like really important work and meeting people like you and meeting like all these amazing people that share these like similar values. And it's I I wouldn't change a thing. Like you said, I just it's it's amazing to me. Like, yep. I, I love that. Um, I know, I, I promised Chrissy, I would get you out by 2.40. <laughs> so one last question is I, like where, you know, like you're you're doing so much uh, in, in the communities, in the world and stuff. Like, where do you want this to be in like, you know, 10 years or so? Like, just keep growing? <laughs> I know that's well, a broad on. question.
1: You know, I, I do. I, I would love to, I, I try and bring in a good mix of younger talent so that it gives them a pathway Uh, To where if they want to come in, they like what we do, they like what we do as a business. I would love to be able to bring in people that I can promote from within um, and have a stable group that understands the mission and the passion of what Team 84 stands for and all of all of its subsidiaries. And how do I get them to say, you know, it's not about just the business, it's about using it as a foundation and as a as a platform that gives you the ability to do whatever you want to do. But there are essential pieces. So everything that we've done at Team 84, just from the business standpoint. It's, it's about marketing, social media, digital media. It's about business and, and leveraging and understanding the legalities and all those things. Uh, what commodities and what business uh, uh, disciplines do we have and core values that we can bring into a world, regardless of the industry or the vertical that you go into? And that's what makes us very flexible, makes it so that we can pivot as things change without feeling like we have to sink, uh, and we're not so rigid that we can't make adjustments. So if someone asks me what's my thing is to have it's to have legacy no. and that legacy being that I left something and I created something that could withstand the, the test of time and the shifts that happen in the world, but giving it to someone else to innovate around, giving it as, again, a company that is a canvas and no. and and I don't overuse the analogies to art, but it's not about what I think I can do with it. It's about you and how do you innovate and how do you create using these tools that will remove a lot of the barriers that become a hindrance for people who are trying to get into those professional spaces
0: you're, you're giving the platform and letting others do their create creative side i mean that's that's perfect Correct. okay last question Two it's a two-parter best player you ever played against and then i always uh write new music for each episode so i need to know what what kind of music do you like <laughs>
1: Okay so the the best player i ever played against um
0: or with either one or with
1: yeah. you know the best one i ever played with was Barry Sanders. Right. Uh, I mean that's that's kind of a that's kind of a no brainer but uh myself and Barry and whoever else we're nothing without the team. Uh that is a fact. That is not me just throwing something out there. Anyone who wants to just you know you want to find your players and pick them out great but they we are nothing without our teammates. Um the 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 so he's my best I've ever played with the the toughest guys that I've ever played against. Um, I'm the I'm a receiver, so people will appreciate this. I didn't have any challenges, so I knew I was gonna I knew I was gonna beat the first guy or two. So I always looked to see which were the coordinators I was gonna go against, and so Tony Dungy was one I studied. Uh, Ray Rhodes is a guy that I studied. Um, Denny Green because of his background, even though he was a head coach on at, with the Vikings, I studied him. So I studied more of that. Um, Than worrying about the one guy, I'm supposed to win against yep. the one guy. Uh, but as far as music, uh, it depends. So when I played, I used to listen to Charday a lot. I used okay. to listen to uh, um, Seal and uh, Kim. So I needed calm. Yep. I needed something to bring me down. But then before they said four minute, you got four minute warning before we to have to get up and get everything re- ready. Man, I throw on my hardcore rap. I have my <laughs> Max. I'd have on Jay Z. Uh, you know, Ja Rule. So yeah. I, I, I had, I, I had on some, some hitters.
0: Okay, I got, I got a buddy's hip hop group here. They're actually from Richmond. That I'll maybe I'll use one of his songs. It's, uh, it's pretty cool stuff. So okay. we'll do, like as I said, I know you're, you're on a time schedule. I thank you so much for doing this, and I, I know, I look forward to continued conversations because I do think that there's collaboration here. Um, and we will get. Uh, I'll talk to. Um to the NFLPF because I definitely want to get you involved and get your son involved in the in the exhibition next year because it's a it's a blast especially if you're at, you were in Phoenix weren't you so we missed yes. it. yeah so if you're in Vegas you should come out to it because it's it's a pretty cool event so but thank yeah, you man um and and absolutely. like I like I said look like, like let's get back on a call and and start start plotting stuff because I think there's definite overlap and stuff and but really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. And again, I want to say thank you for all that you're doing, and thank you for championing um, uh, those that you know have that creative creativity, and also that are looking to um, explore other avenues and, and things of that nature. It's people like you, uh, again, that allow us to open our minds and yep. and, uh, and and go vast. Yep. And uh, so, I appreciate you.
0: Cool. And and I'll be sending some stuff to Chrissy uh, with uh, some promo stuff, but it'll be out a week from Monday. So.
1: Okay, so oh, I'll, I'll get a picture in too, and also I'll send you one in the swag. Thanks again for the great. swag.
0: Brother, thank you so much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to make sure you got that. Okay, awesome. Oh yeah, Great. All right, man. Have a great rest of the day. We'll talk soon. Do the same. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That was just an absolutely epic conversation. I uh, Really so much appreciate, Herman, for taking the time out to do this. Truly think he is just a legend on and off the field, and you know all of the amazing and incredible things that he's is doing to really continues to inspire and uplift his community. Amazing, amazing human! Again, make sure to follow Herman on Instagram at HermanMoore84 on Twitter at HMan84, and stop by his website Team84LLC.com. Again, want to thank our mutual friend Taylor Bell for the connection, Chrissy Zavikar for helping set everything up, and my buddies band Photosynthesizers. For providing music for today's episode. Make sure to stop by uh and check out the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network, the Abstract Doctors Podcast, and the Abstract Veterans Podcast. Remember to stop by theabstractathlete.com or beginagintoys.com to see our Percy King Collaborative Stacked Puzzle Art Kits. Thank you for listening to the abstract athlete podcast we will see you next week and as always do not forget to exercise the body and do not forget to exercise the mind stay well out there uh, 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 uh.